Welcome to Awaken Bake, an educational, high vibrational, mystical, spiritual pot, I'm sorry, podcast from two girls, one joint, and a journey to awaken what's inside all of us. In the words of the wise Wiz Khalifa, let's roll something and get the day started. Hey, bitches. Oh my God, we're back. Happy 420. Happy 420. Of course, we're making our comeback on 420. Obviously, very on brand for us. Um, You guys, as I just said, in the words of the wise Wiz Khalifa, guess how I'm celebrating 420? I bought some Khalifa Kush. How is it? It is strong. (laughs) It is strong. That's all I can. I don't even know. I think I got mint kush or whatever. I can't tell because the way he um like markets it is a little confusing. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like I don't even know what strain I fucking have of his on brand, um, for, on brand very, for him. Very, very <laughs> on brand for him. But I, so I, I, you guys know I'm a G queen, right? Um, yes. that's simply due to tolerance. That's not due to like oh, I'm passionate about a gravity bong. I'm just passionate about getting high. Um. But because I moved here and like in the beginning when I live somewhere, I try to follow the directions. And so you never know like what the smoking situation is like, which I learned really quick what the smoking situation is not like. I will tell you that at the end of the episode. (laughs) Um, That being said, I was like, okay, you guys, I'm going to get some Khalifa Kush. I'm going to try it. But all I have is this bowl, a small ass little pipe, basically. That's not going to do shit for me. So I fucking thought, whores, I smoked a big bowl of Khalifa Kush. And you know when you're in the moment smoking, sometimes you have to walk away to realize how high you are. Sometimes yes. when you're still smoking, you're like, I'm not even high. Then you're done smoking and you're like, now, wait a minute. I recorded a YouTube video after it. Uh, that was so hard to record. That was hard to edit. That was hard to do, bitch. Okay. My brain was like, it was the kind of weed where you want to like zone out and watch something, not the kind where you need to be very like hands-on talkative. Was That's that what the I'm titty say. shake video? Yeah, that was the titty shake okay, video. Yeah, you were very high in that one. I loved I was, it. That was a I good was one. I was fried in that <laughs> one. So go watch that video, you guys. Um, And yeah, let's talk about 420. If you remember last year's episode, we talked a lot about the racial disparities between white and black people specifically in our country in terms of cannabis use and in terms of how people are arrested at an alarming rate for using cannabis, specifically when it's a nonviolent situation simply because they're black. Now, this episode is going to be equally as heavy and fun, um, but we're going to get a little bit more into the history of cannabis, like where, where it all started. And it's kind of crazy because I'll let y'all know, cannabis is older than Jesus, okay? That part. Right? Uh, The first, like, written documentation of cannabis use was in um, Chinese herbal medicine. And they used it for, like, analgesics, which is pain relief, um, anesthesia, antidepressants, antibiotics. And it was used both internally and externally. So that means, like, for millennium. (gasps) Do you think Jesus was getting high? Yes. Yes. Jesus was for sure high. I would smoke with Jesus. Right? And I would sit down and, and there would be no beef because if you know, Jesus was a Buddha. So I'd be like, hey, man, you're, well, also he was Jewish. So I really don't think we would have an issue because um, <laughs> I would be like, you know, this Christian thing is wild, right? And he would be like, yeah, yeah. You know how humans are. And then you're pass literally, it. Literally, literally. Pass and me then the with your left hand, Jesus. Or maybe he wouldn't pass it. Maybe he'd be one of those people who would just sit and listen to himself talk. And Oh, my God. Maybe he fucking holds it the whole time he tells yeah. a story. Jesus would do that. You know he would go into a parable or some shit holding it and just really passionate with it. And no one would say anything because everyone would be in awe of him. They'd be like, go ahead, Christ. But me, right? I'd be like, do your thing, Christ. But also pass me the duchy with your left hand and the words also, of Lil Wayne. <laughs> can you imagine him like telling the story of turning water into wine while you're fried as fuck? Like, 
I'd be like, bro, that's why he was able to do it. That thing. And, and everybody was like, whoa, everybody was fried. They were probably doing shrooms. Walking on water. Like walk, I would have yeah. been, no okay. wonder people praised him. You know what? Did the man really walk on water? Or was he high as shit? Or was he like, I swear to God, guys, I walked on water. No, I'm not even kidding. The sea split in half. I saw <laughs> shit. <laughs> so that's how I believe it happened. I yes. would love to smoke with Jesus is what I'm saying. Yes. My, my beef isn't with Jesus. Not at all. He was doing a great thing. Great stuff. He was curing the blind. Exactly. Probably with marijuana. Hey, I'm Cannabis. sure it was. I'm sure. Yes. Hey, well, let's get into that. Let's yes. actually. Yeah. Um, so like Kelsey mentioned, uh, cannabis is older than Jesus. Okay. Weed is older than Christ. So by the time here's where it really became like a race kind of thing. Cause guess what bitches? Like she said, um, it was used in ancient herbal Chinese medicine. And actually even before that, a lot of Japanese cultures have, obviously we don't have documentation because history starts being recorded at a very specific time. But before that, a lot of Japanese culture through word of mouth say that it actually first we hear about it, I guess there i don't know i'm not part of either of those cultures so i'm just somewhere in asia i'm I'm a fresh you know i'm of this lifetime so i wasn't there i don't know what i'm saying i just know um it had that's where it stemmed from however it had made its way to america because by 1850 the u.s had legalized cannabis as medicine now what yeah no cannabis was used so hemp was used um for everything it was used for like uh clothing it was used as like rope like it was used as a canvas um cannabis actually comes from the term canvas because that was the most common thing that cannabis was used for was wow, you're blowing my mind yeah so cannabis comes from the word canvas because it was it's so strong like the cannabis flower the hemp flower um it was used often to make like canvas uh, whether it was something that people used to like for art or like even as like a like a sack like you know what I mean like it was just a really yeah. sturdy thing yeah so then during 1910 the Mexican Revolution was going on and a lot of immigrants came and they were seeking refuge in the states but at this point cannabis had already been considered evil because some rando white dude had a you know how if you do like way too much of anything and also I do want to point out there is something in THC that if reacted poorly with another chemical can lead to psychosis. That is so true. And I don't want to diminish that. Um, Also, we have to keep in mind, this man smoked a lot of resin, right? So he had a tolerance issue, my guy, okay? A a normal bitch out here who's like, I would love to try weed for the first time. You're not going to go into psychosis. You're fine. Weed had been around at this point. But it had a bad reaction and people started to freak the fuck out about it. And so some people were already making it this like evil drug. There was already a, a bad rap being made about this right well then during the mexican revolution for no fucking reason people started blaming horrible crimes on mexicans using cannabis so they started calling it the marijuana menace and we just straight up made that up like marijuana is a term um that came from mexico but it actually there are multiple sources that say it, it, it first of all it wasn't used to describe the cannabis plant um another source says that maria Juana. I guys actually I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right but I did a lot of research on this and that's a um Spanish word that means like a brothel so like we really were just out here people were just out here being racist like we're just like oh bad things are happening and like we don't want Mexicans to come here marijuana menace bad like it was so fucked up because mind you cannabis originally historically is found in japan so why like people at this time too whoever the president was or whatever the fuck was trying to make it like a big like race issue so 
yeah, by the time the Mexican Revolution started, it had been in the U.S., not only being used for everything, also as medicine and used as a scare tactic from because of that one motherfucker who had psychosis. Um, it had literally nothing to do with Mexico or Mexican people. Like, just we just suck, guys. We just suck. So much suck. Yeah. Um, and so, so I much. just like to remind you guys that because as, you know, Kelsey and I are bright white. We are pasty bitches. Um, <laughs> and Equal. we... Yeah, no, absolutely. And as a white person who uses cannabis, we have a responsibility to be aware of the way we speak about it and how we use it and represent it. And we're not naive to the fact that we make our entire platform about cannabis. Like, that's a fact. And we are privileged because we're white in general, but also like, damn, we have a whole platform about cannabis and not one person has tried to like arrest us or anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. We just openly talk about it. Absolutely. So I just want all of my fellow whiteies, all of my white Americans to be aware of this and also be aware we 100% brought this bullshit. Like it was cannabis is not some evil thing and it has nothing to do with like Mexicans. Like, so try to not say marijuana, just especially if you don't know the history of it. If you, and okay, if I hear someone of Mexican descent or Spanish culture saying marijuana, obviously that's like a word they know more than me. Like I don't, I'm not going to correct them like, no, bitch. <laughs> I'm talking to my white people, okay? Try, out using, on, yeah. try using cannabis or weed instead. Yeah. And I think like what really was the turning point for the view of marijuana in this country was in the 1970s when President Nixon, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Um, hold on. Sorry. My dogs are freaking out. Knock it off. A uh-huh. mommy moment. <laughs> Seriously. Um he was the first one to like start the war on drugs, which was the war on all drugs. I mean, they took at that point we were using acid, mushrooms, cannabis, all different things, even like um, MDMA uh, as different. Like they were they were studying it for things like antidepressants and stuff like that. And they were having insanely good prognoses from people who were being treated with this stuff. They were using it on soldiers to cure PTSD. They were using it on alcoholics. It literally was be- like, I think that was yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, it's a beautiful gift of a plant. Literally. And like we were making strides in it, but then they found out that they could literally racially profile Black Americans, Mexican Americans, Asian American, pretty much any person of color, any color, no matter what, and you put them in jail for it. So they were like, you know what? Actually, we're going to create this scheduling system. And that's when they put marijuana into as a schedule one uh, drug, which is the same level as heroin or meth. And if you're listening to this podcast, you have used marijuana. I'm going to hope that you haven't used meth. Um, Cannabis. (laughs) Cannabis. Oh, yeah. Jesus. See, it's because I'm on the M's meth <laughs> um so you've you've used cannabis you have not used meth hopefully if you have then get some help we don't need that but what i'm saying is they're not the same thing <laughs> they are vastly different like they- can you imagine like someone calling you like a drug addict because you smoke weed i know right? listen, you could totally be addicted to weed but if somebody came at me like take your narcotic ass elsewhere i'd be like baby girl are you looking at right? me right now like I'm not gonna overdose in the streets like I I'll would if fine. I was shooting up hair. Like literally, I'm not um, that man from the 1850s who had psychosis, who probably had other like mental illness things going on. Like I'd love the full story of that. Yeah, I mean they knew not. They didn't know shit about mental illness then. You guys, they didn't know a fucking thing. So did what do that- we? What if he just truly was like going through a mental breakdown that right. had nothing to do with weed? He also probably could have been like drinking as well. Like an alcohol, I feel like is a much more like I've been way closer to psychosis being drunk than I have been smoking weed. That part. Um, But literally, yeah. So like the 1970s and that on the war on drugs is what really like 
catapulted cannabis into this like dark thing that we see it as a lot of people see it as now in this country. And so I want to point out an incredible foundation, uh, Last Prisoner Project, um, because they are working so hard to change that and to free people who are in jail for cannabis related um, offenses. Uh, while you're enjoying your 420 tomorrow, today, whatever, we're recording on Wednesday, um, consider making a donation or taking time on the um, Less Prisoner Project website. They have tons of like different stuff that you can do. We've talked about them in the past. They're incredible. Wake and Bake is incredibly proud to support them. Um, they were founded in 1920. <laughs> 2019. <laughs> Pregnancy brain is a real thing, guys. Okay. <laughs> Um, under the belief that no one should remain incarcerated for cannabis offenses, and they work tirelessly every day to do that. And so you can do all kinds of things that are not like if you don't have a monetary donation to be able to make, you can sign different um, petitions, you can write letters, you can call different senators and stuff. They're just an incredible organization that's working. It's our so favorite. Hard. It's our favorite They're, organization. It's our favorite. And I feel like you can't celebrate 420 in this country without supporting them. Like you, that's so important. You need yes. to check them out even go and give them like their website views like <laughs> or literally. share their website like yes. online as well like just make sure you do something to not be so selfish as we you know experience gratitude and love on 420 yes because it's all about intention and we want cannabis to be legal and free for everybody you know that trending sound that's like cannabis the glue holding this entire shit show together yes that's literally facts that's my life Although I've been without it now for six months. And guys, I literally am dreaming about it. Like I dream about ripping my bong. <laughs> That's that is, awesome. <laughs> that I dream about my... ripping my gravity bong and I haven't taken a break in years. So <laughs> I can I can totally believe that you're dreaming about weed. Absolutely. I found this TikTok of this girl who she smoked throughout her whole pregnancy. And I think I probably will in my subsequent subsequent pregnancies um, because it's not like there, there just isn't research about it. It's not like it's necessarily a bad thing. But she's been talking about like um, breastfeeding while using cannabis. And it made me feel so much better because at first I was like, oh, my God. Literally the only reason I don't want to do it is because I'm afraid that they're going to like test my baby and then I'm going to get like – Right, go to jail because they're like, your baby yeah. has THC and that's illegal. Literally, like, that's my fear. <laughs> yeah, that would be my only fear, too. Like, I'm like, Not I know only we'll be damn, fine. Okay. But, like, Look, right. In good faith and good conscience that everything else would be good, I would just be worried about people being like, let me drug test your baby. Yes, and then like, on the off chance, there's a small THC percentage or CBD, God forbid. And so this girl, yeah, she's on TikTok. So, you know, she must be completely viable. She must know everything. Totally she's vetted. About. Yes. <laughs> Um, and she was like, you, you have to like, you'd have to smoke like so much to like have it f be found in breast milk and stuff. And so I'm like, all right, sweet. So as soon as this thing gets out of me, I can start again. I'm Hell back, baby. Yes, queen. <laughs> I'm so happy for you because seriously, it is medicine. Like you guys, I, I just went back to the gym for the first time in over a year. And I, it was scary because my goals are different now. My workout routine is different now. And I also look a lot different now because I've taken over a year off. Um, and in no way was I like, oh my God, I'm embarrassed to be seen. No, bitch. It's not that. I just like my relationship with the gym is I used to be brolic as fuck <laughs> and like now I'm not. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I, I wonder if it's going to be weird and if I'm going to have like an urge. Basically, my anxiety kicked in and I was overthinking it. And what did I do? I used weed as pre-workout. I highly recommend doing uh. this if you're someone who can. Um, mind you, if you're lifting, if don't don't try it for the first time. If you're like, you know, I'm going to go for a new PR today. I'm going to try to uh, lift 
500 pounds. No. If it's your first time working out a little bit buzzed on some weed, no, I don't recommend doing that. But if you're someone who, you know, ease into it and if it works for you, it can really like, so for me, um, now my goals are more physical therapy based. It involves a lot of mind muscle connection in terms of releasing certain muscles in my back. Cause as we all know, I have horrific scoliosis. It's wild. Her back is crazy. It hurts very bad every day in case you were wondering. Um, <laughs> and there's literally nothing I can do about it um, that I'm not already doing. Um, anyway, so I was like, well, I need to keep doing these physical therapy exercises and in our new house, like it's just so much smaller and the setup is very different than our old place. Our old place was kind of like a studio where it was like one giant fucking room that was like Mm -hmm. open concept. This isn't like that. It's a lot of walls, a lot of doors. It's whatever. Um, also I just haven't been able to do my up. I could always do my lower body stuff because it's very simple. It's kind of like uh, glute bridges or single leg glute bridges using like body weight. That's stuff that I could do on the floor. But some of my upper body stuff, I don't have the proper weighted type of like resistance band to be able to do that or TheraBand to be able to do that. But like the gym does. So I went there and basically I was able to breathe through my exercises. My It was more of a stretch <laughs> workout. And I was able to breathe through these stretches And like, I just felt, you know how, you know, there's a difference. Yes, you can breathe through and that will like ease tension. But if you're already tense as fuck, like it was perfect. The uh, the tiny bit of weed I smoked before helped loosen things up and it kind of helped calm my brain down. So I wasn't like, I wonder if people are looking at me thinking like, well, why isn't she heavy lifting? Why is she doing these weird little stretches? Because that's also what I was thinking was like, yeah, I can squat, but I'm just not (laughs) like um today like you know what I like I was just yeah. I just got nervous for my first day back and cannabis fucking helped bitches like it not only that but like I just moved and if you know anything about me moving is very hard for me yeah um I don't handle moving well no um I don't move well and I don't handle it well I, I I don't know what's wrong with me mental illness I have no excuse I don't know but I just don't move well as a person well we literally just moved and then like two days later they were like let's all have like a a neighborhood brunch with everybody and I didn't have all my clothes unpacked nor my makeup not all of my hair stuff was done like I was just I was like no I don't feel my best our house isn't even like put together I was anxious I literally smoked like a quarter of a bowl of Khalifa Kush actually it was Khalifa Kush um thank you Wiz Thank you, Wiz. Uh, I smoked like a quarter of it. And when I tell you I was so social, I had those bitches in the palm of my hand at brunch. Oh, my God. They loved me. They were eating me up. They were eating up the food, eating up me. Danny was a snack. Yeah. So I'm just I just want to point out like cannabis is it for me. Like it just continues to be this blessing that I also I want to point out. I'm I try to be very aware of and responsible with like it, it would be very easy for me to um, abuse this and have it hinder my life. And I'm not going to lie and say that I haven't abused it in the past, but it's not where I'm like, oh, I can actually never smoke cannabis again because that one time in quarantine, I went a little too hard. Like, yeah, no, there's just so many positives. It's kind of just like, Hey, like I, I have the wherewithal and the ability to limit and control how much I take in. And so like, that's why I'm super grateful. Um, yes, addiction runs in my family. This is one addiction that I'm fine with monitoring myself. You know, that's just how I feel. It's also a very like different addiction. It's not a physical addiction. It's a mental addiction. And so it's much more of a mental battle. And I think we've both talked about how we've been through points where we've been like, yeah, I've definitely been using it for the wrong reasons, or I've been using it to not feel things. And I think it's all about like recognition of those points. Like when you're there and like being like, okay, wow, actually I need to, I need to step away from marijuana 
cannabis um, because um, because I'm using it to not feel things. And we're both very spiritual people who know that we need to feel what we need to feel. So like, I think it's all about like, like everything, it's all about the intention of what you're smoking with and how you're doing it and how you're appreciating the effect that it's having on you. Um, and if like, I don't know, right, I guess maybe we're just very lucky that we're able to recognize that because I don't like I yeah, but I, I it feel is, like. It- it is a privilege, I will say. Like yeah. being able to use cannabis, it, um, especially today where it's so freaking like stigmatized. Like it's yeah. a privilege and use it responsibly. And like I also think though that it's important to when you share if cannabis did not work for you that you don't damn the plant itself. Yes, yes, because it's not the plant. Like right, like we were talking about it, and like if you have allergies, like you don't say like fuck everyone who can't use amoxicillin like Pier- i can't use amoxicillin or sulfa drugs and those are life-saving drugs some people will <laughs> straight up die without it what if i was just a selfish a selfish little prick like well actually bitch it gives me hives and uh, sometimes hives can lead to other skin conditions which can lead to psychosis like you know, like, like right <laughs> like you know what i mean like that's just like bitch if you don't calm all the way the fuck down and like, just use your fucking skill, like your brain power, like use that brain. I know it's big and juicy. You can do this. Like, this is a you issue. Literally, though, it's like recognizing that something just because it doesn't help you, if it helps millions of other people, then like, awesome. That's a great yeah. thing. <laughs> like, that's literally all it takes. <laughs> literally. Um. Yeah, it's been like a lifesaver for me with like, I mean, my anxiety even and this one's funny because I feel like people don't see it as this way, but like ADHD, um, it helps me focus so much more and get tasks done. Like that's one thing I've noticed so much since not being able to smoke is that I'm so much more like all over the place because it really does help me like sit down and get through especially like mundane tasks. Like it helps me to be like, all right, I'm a little high. So it's a little bit more fun to fold this laundry. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> and, and then you just possible. focus on whatever you're doing. Your attention yeah. is just on that. And I'm just grateful for it. And like, I'll be like, oh my God, my clothes feel so soft and they smell so good. Like, I love my closet. Like, you know, like it'll yes. like literally just branch into like so much gratitude for like clothes, which well, deserve a lot of gratitude, but <laughs> it has that euphoric medicinal aspect to it too. That are like, yes, we want to talk about like, oh, it's so good for your body and that calms you down and this and that. It also it has been used to treat mental illness. Like, let's not I mean, this plant is magical, bitches. And we're a couple of mental ill bitches, you know? Oh my uh, God, so ill. Give me about- all the plant medicine. Yeah. <laughs> Please, gonna- I'm just a sick little girl who needs plant medicine. I don't care if it's shrooms or leaves. Like, like right. whatever you can give me. <laughs> Literally, it helps. Um, and then I just wanted to share really quick my favorite 420 ever. Do you guys remember? I think it was in 2017 or 2018 um, when 420 fell on Easter. Yep. <laughs> there were all those memes and they were like 420 blaze it more like 420 praise it and i'm obsessed it's forever like that is forever my like 420 mantra even when it's not easter on 420 Same. i just like that's what i think is like every 420 i say 420 blaze it and praise it exactly like literally it was mm-hmm. that was the most iconic 420 of our lifetimes and i'm forever chasing that high i remember spending it in <laughs> my dealer's basement which is so funny because right i used to have to buy weed from a guy's grimy basement and like I mean it was great at the time don't get me wrong he had like a menu and it was so cool um but also so gross and dirty (laughs) um (laughs) like that was how I used to and now I go to like pharmaceutical like labs to get like pick up my 
designer marijuana and like it's so cool being in places that it's legal um yeah california i miss you so much however now i can just drive to new york so like at least i have that but like it's just so crazy how like in five years the culture around weed has changed so much even in like my scope of practice with it like it's just so weird but yeah like i just remember being in his basement having like trays of edibles and like joints everywhere and people like coming and going and it was just like I think that's one of my favorite parts of weed is the like social community? aspect of in the community yeah yes. like the way it just brings people together like I met so many people in that basement that I never would have I mean doctors lawyers were coming into that bait like because everybody uses it it's not yes it's not this like oh just low life people like to smoke weed like no 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 your grandma's smoking it your neighborhood senator smoking it. Literally, there was a, a surgeon came down to mm-hmm. buy weed from this grimy basement because that's like what you like. It, everyone does like, and it's so that's everything cool how you meet people that way. And like, I made so many connections of people to like hat. Like that's how I met so many of my like. I have a guy for this things. Like in Albany, I was like, I yeah. for everything because of this one basement and this one plant that brought us all together. Like it was the coolest thing. I love that. Um, I promised you guys before the episode ended that I would tell you about how I learned really quick about the cannabis laws around where I live. Woo. So here's a good example of my white privilege, which sucks. I want to point out that does suck. Um, so the other day, right. I just moved here. I'm in California. Okay. For all you stupid sluts, I'm in California and on my street, I'm, I'm in downtown San Luis Obispo across the street from me is a dispensary. I went across the street. I bought weed. Khalifa Kush. We've been through this. I'm like I said, when I just moved somewhere, I like to follow the rules in the beginning. So I was like, yeah, they like are a little bit weird about smoking on the property since I don't I just moved here. I don't know anyone yet. I don't know what their smoking habits are. I'll right. just and it's a I'll rental. Just, yeah, I'll just step right outside of the gate. Okay, no big whoop. I'm still on our like pavement though. So it's like the same type of like um, everywhere else would be like a sidewalk or like the street. I'm on the same type of like little rocky, old, stony kind of pavement that our complex has. Uh, I start lighting up a bowl and watching Brittany Broski videos because I need to feel something and she's the only person who can make me feel a thing these days. And <laughs> so I'm sitting there and a cop rolls up. And at this point, I've lived in Cali for a couple years now. I'm used to cops seeing me smoke weed and I have trained myself to not be nervous about it anymore because it's like, oh, yeah, don't act nervous. You're not doing anything wrong. Um, So this cop pulls up and he goes, hey, I look up and I go, hey, then I look back down. I take a big old hit of my weed and I keep watching Brittany Broski. And then he gets really, really mad, really, really fast. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to come with me in handcuffs? And I was like, what's going on? I literally look up and I said, what's going on? (laughs) And he was like, you can't smoke on the street. And I was like, am I not in California? And he was like, he was like, you're in San Luis Obispo. And I was like, I bought this across the street right there. I point at the dispensary. And I was like, and he was like, yeah, but you're on the street. You can, you can't smoke. We're a clean street. We're a clean um, neighborhood here. So it means you can't smoke vapes, cigarettes, cannabis, anything on the street. I was like, oh my God, I've only lived here for two days. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I'm, I'm at my own place right now. This is my I'm, I'm literally on the same like pavement. The gate shut just behind me, but I understand I'm not behind the gate. Right. He could have been a little nice. Goddamn. Now, am I grateful that like he didn't attack me? Sure. But also like fuck the war on cannabis. Right. Um, fuck police. So, so anyway, I was like, I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know. And mind you, I'm not even trying to argue with this dude. I'm trying to like, I'm like, what's going on? 
I'm sorry. I didn't know. I'll stop. And he was like, do you even do you even actually live here? Him thought I was just like taking a walk and decided to like pop a squat in like a nice ass gated community and say, and yeah, watch a yeah. video. <laughs> let me let me smoke some weed and watch a Brittany Broski video in a robe on some random kind of nice complex that I don't know. Like, no, that would be weirder. You know what I mean? Like, I live here. So he's like, put, let me see you put the code in. And I put it in looking at him like, well, don't you feel dumb? Like, I really live here. Um, and he said, if I see this again, at minimum, I'm giving you a fine. And I was like, okay, sorry again. Um, now listen, I'm not Christ. actually sorry. I want to make that known. I wasn't trying to get in trouble, but I'm not actually sorry. And if I could, without getting in trouble, I would do it again. Yes. That's yes. all I'm going to say. But I and did learn should. really fast. I can't smoke weed on the streets here in slow. However, I will say I love that they have no cigarettes. So like yeah. it's not like they're like discriminating. It's all they're everything. not discriminating against weed. It's a no smoking anything uh, zone. Now they were like, you can only smoke on your property. Well, here's the thing, bitch. I don't own this property, right? And you're in California. Who can own property in California? <laughs> oh, another. So yeah, I'm basically doing some. I'm I'm making it work. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to get in trouble in case anyone's listening. But let's just between all of us, between our almost ten thousand listeners. We're going to keep this very private. <laughs> Kenya, Between our, still our 50 smoking. countries around the world, 10,000 of you, don't tell anyone. <laughs> keep it I'm on still the getting high. I'm still doing it, just not on the street. That's all you're no, getting from me. No more drugs on the street for Danielle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with uh, that, happy freaking 420. I hope you guys are getting super, super high, whether you're on shrooms, whether you're smoking weed, whether it's both. I think actually those two go together pretty well. I agree. Um, I, I find that when I do shrooms and then I if I smoke a little bit, it kind of helps bring it on. Yes. And then also once the shrooms start to wear off a little bit, if you smoke a little bit later, it kind of brings it back for like yep. another, ooh, a second round, a little Keeps second going. Exactly. Yeah. Have fun. Be safe. Stay away from cops. And stay high. <laughs> Bye.